Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Knowledge Gap Show. Uh, today we have an awesome episode on how to graduate college debt-free because the average college student graduates with $36,000 in debt, and that's if you go to public school, private schools, over $54,000 of debt when you graduate. So we brought in my brother, Josh, who is in charge of a summer internship. He's one of the options out there to help you maximize your summers so you can graduate debt-free. And of course, we got the co-host, Nick, here. Um, here we go. Um, you'll want to stick around the entire episode. Josh is going to be giving you some really good tips that have been really smart that helped him make over $75,000 in college to graduate. He's got over six years experience in sales, leadership, and leads an organization with the Southwestern program that Nick and I both did back in school. I actually did seven years with them. Nick did two summers. Um, I, even, I got to graduate with you know, totally debt free from doing this internship. So we love it. And uh, Josh is going to, we're, we're just going to get to know him. And he graduated from a Tennessee Tech mechanical engineering uh, major and he played soccer in college at Indiana Tech as well. Really smart guy, total badass, and uh, loves what he does, unlike the 88% of people who really hate their job. So this will be good. So, all right. And we've got one mic today because my other mic burned up and somewhere. So. That's Three dudes, find a way. Find a way, right? So, what's up, Josh? Our forward. That's right. Our right. right. forward. That's in the Bearden Books episode right there. Forward, our. Comment if you use that. Um, yeah, so Josh, what's up? Thanks for being on here, brother. Yeah, how's it going? It's awesome being on here. This is my first podcast I've ever been no on. No way. Yeah. Hey, no. First time I've been interviewed. It's yes. exciting. It's kind of cool. So. Well, we're glad you're here. Tell us a little about your story of like how you ended up got involved doing this crazy door to door job that your that your bro- younger brother did. He's he's older than me. Everyone yeah. thinks he's younger though. You probably thought he was younger. You Comment know. if you think he looks younger, please. That's actually that Comment me happy. the better looking brother. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> hell no! I'm Wait, don't do there. that! Don't do that! Also, we all got flannels on today, so this is good news. Match attire. Yeah, yeah. So tell us like how did you get involved? You know, um, I know I've got written down here that like uh, you sold books and uh, made over seventy five k in the summers while you're in college with a stutter. Yeah. How do how do you get into that? Um, well, it's a long story for getting into Southwestern, like you know, learning how to sell, running a business stuff in the summer. Um, I think part of it came from just you know in college wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I did engineering in college. Part of the reason I did engineering is because I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I knew it would be hard. I learned something from it, so that's and I was good at math. So, but I think going into school, I knew I had to do stuff with my summers, right? If I want a cool job when I graduate, where I'm, where I'm making good money and stuff, you you gotta be productive. Lots of kids in college, so you have to learn to set yourself apart. And I, I didn't know how to find stuff like that. So my first summer, I think I actually came back home from college and did like landscaping, and that was miserable. <laughs> it was miserable for a couple of reasons. Uh, well, it was actually with a friend from church and stuff. Um, and uh, it was it was terrible because I was like, crap, I'm, I'm really not learning a whole lot doing this stuff, like mulching. And it was all good stuff. I, I got paid okay. And uh, really just being at home after being away for college is just mm. like, it's almost like taking a, a step words back, mm. you know, which I just felt like I grew nothing in the summer. I came back the same person for, for sophomore year. And, yeah. and my freshman year, I actually went to school at Indiana Tech, played soccer. So coming back home, back to Tennessee, it was really weird because you know, you're 10 hours away, you're on your own kind of thing. It's like all brand new, which was, yeah. which was exciting. Um, so my sophomore year, I, I transferred to, to school at Tennessee Tech, you know, continue engineering, engineering and varsity Why soccer. Why did you transfer? Engineering and soccer was just insane. I was the only person on the team that was doing engineering, but also on a varsity soccer team. 
and it was just like go 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 every second of every day you know like in bed at 11 up at five you know for like a whole year and i was like well i can i could do this because you know i've just built good discipline through sports and stuff mm-hmm. but i was like four years of doing this exact same thing am i gonna go pro after college probably not so what's the point of four years of just insane days learning more soccer that I probably won't end up using as a professional thing to make money or career kind of thing. Mm. So, so that's why I transferred to school at Tennessee Tech. That's almost had a teardrop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which is it's okay. I was, I was sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I love soccer, but I was like, it was, it was, it was just a smart decision, right? It's just right. like not smart to keep spending time doing stuff you're not going to be doing for a long time. I still played soccer at ten. I started the men's soccer club. Yeah, it was awesome. So I love the people, the competitiveness. I love playing soccer. Um, I actually started a club because I was like, man, I miss my competitive friend group, yeah. you know. Um, and, and there was like, there was pickup, it was unorganized. So I was like, I'm in charge now. I started a club. It was really, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so going to school at Tennessee Tech, my goal is to do something this summer that's not at home because you, you just get so comfortable when you're at mom and dad's house. You know, there's breakfast made for you or something. You're like, all right, I need to go go venture out in the world, make my own, make stuff happen. Cause and they you know, made you breakfast at home. That's the whole huh? point. For <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I don't think so. <laughs> but I was waking up the wrong time. But, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just like the comfortable feeling of being at home. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. When you're away and you're like on a mission, you're not comfortable. You're like, all right, time to. It's going back into that comfort I need, zone. I need to put a fire under my butt, you know? So, yeah. so the goal for sophomore year was to not be at home in the summer, okay? Because I was like, all right, I need to do something this summer that sets me apart so I can start getting stuff going. Um, and that whole year in college, it was so hard to find stuff. Like, I think I applied to stuff everywhere online. I went to the career fairs. If you've ever been to a career fair before, it's spooky going to one of those and you have no clue what you're doing or what you're trying to talk about yourself. And you're like, guppy. Yeah, you're just a little puppy, right? So, <laughs> a little guppy. A little guppy. A little big pond, a little guppy. A little minnow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. No clue what you're doing. Colleges don't really train you to be successful in career fairs, which they don't train you to be successful in a lot of stuff that we'll you know, probably talk about in a little bit. Um, but I was doing all this stuff. I think I even did a career fair that was hours away. So there was like a bus ride, missed all my classes, oh. right? Productive way to miss classes is finding jobs. It's okay. It's the point of college. Yeah. Okay. So well, let's, let's, let's hammer worried, that really quick. If you're worried about your micro econ class and your homework that's due and you have an A and you're using that as an excuse to not go to a career fair, you're making a mistake. Yes. The point of college is to get a better paying job or to leverage networking relationships to make more money, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know, um, so that's, I think that's really important for people to get. It's not just to learn more, it's to learn valuable skills, not just any skills. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I left school to do this career fair because I'm just like, I'm hunting for something. And I've, I'm not good at networking at this point. I don't understand how to sell myself. No freaking clue. I'm just jumping in as many tanks as possible, you know? So, and I don't think I got anything from that career fair, you know, but it was just, even just like the conquering the fear, just getting yeah, out there kind of experience. Thing. Just momentum. Nick, how was your first career fair? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't work for any of those places. So, you know, it was a good, um, you know, I ran into one of my buddies and uh, I was like, hey man, screw this place, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't get a lot of it, you oh, know. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, it was cool to just kind of learn about a couple opportunities. Okay, okay. Yeah. This one. Just yeah. Sorry, as you were. Anyways, um, so so doing those was a good experience. I think at some point, literally it was like two weeks till the end of the spring semester, and I still don't have something for the summer. And then I was in, wait, wasn't I, I was not, okay, I was going to apply to be an RA for the next fall or spring or something like that. 
And I was, I was applying, there was this little position open up for like a conference assistant or whatever that was. And I was like, oh, I don't know what this is, I need something. Um, but I ended up interviewing for that and I got that job, so that was cool. And what that was is was just be on campus, like almost like an RA for the summertime, and you help with like some camps that happen on That was with Boys, Boys State, right? Was yes. It, was that the whole Boys State? There was like Boys State, there was like okay. a cheerleading whole camp thing and all this yeah. stuff. Oh. Anyways. Watch out. Yeah. For, for that, like my housing was paid and then I just made a little bit. I think I made like two or $3,000 that summer. Yeah. But I got my goal. I wasn't at home. I was doing something, throw on the resume. Now for junior year, the excitement was, all right, I did something this summer. Cool. I didn't make crap happen junior year. Okay. Um, so junior year, I was an RA in the fall and engineering, so, so at this point I'm a junior in engineering, I've played soccer in college, had this conference assistant thing, done you know, landscaping, used to ref in high school or whatever too, so that was pretty cool. Um, but I was like, I need to make stuff happen because I t- took some loans for college, not a ton, but I did some, so I was like, cool, I wanna graduate debt-free, I need to have stuff set up where you know I'm not like back at home after college, right? So the goal is not to be at home after college, mm-hmm. right? I think like half, 40% of kids, in fact check me but it's like a mass percent of kids are at home after college you don't want to be it, yeah it's like 30 something like yeah. over 26 i think it's like 30 i'll look it up while you're talking egos hurt you like yeah. you don't want to be in your room that you were in high school in you know? yeah so egos hurt so this is like cool i need to make stuff happen this year so junior year right the fall i'm an ra 58 percent of young adults are still living at home after college. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so really so, so just think about this. You spend four years investing yourself, paying for investment, end up the same place before college. Don't want that. Okay? You wow. need to be in a different place. That's brutal. Yeah. So junior year, fall, I'm an RA. All right, cool. Like that was okay. I was like, got a room and like I got, got some money and stuff, which was okay. But like I was I was over this uh You're this a cool hall. RA? Um, okay, so <laughs> we'll, we'll explain the RA thing. Yeah. So I was probably not a very good RA because I just wasn't there. <laughs> the truth comes out. I mean, I, I got the RA for the room and, and some money. Right. That's right, it. Right, right. Throw it on the resume to get a job, right? So right, right. the focus go. is I need to have something. I'm going to mm-hmm. make something happen. So so I got that. So as I'm living for free, making some money with hardly any effort as an RA, I also joined like an engineering club and then I got elected for it to be a senator for the College of Engineering. That took like a day of campaign. I went to like hundred people and just asked them to vote for me, and I got the job. Yeah, That's hey, cool. there you go. So like like in two hours. Sales skills. This is before before the book field, um, and then I started the soccer club. So this was all junior year. There was yeah all that stuff. It was insane. You don't want to be doing a lot of that stuff. There's so much going on. On top of that, I think I interviewed for like ten different internships. And then I think I ended up getting three internships that were like over $12,000 or something. So I got a, a co-op at a place called Roper, which is part of G Appliances. And well, it's a subsidiary. And so I did that that spring. Now, rewind a little bit. When I was doing the conference assistant, it was your first summer in, in Southwest. This is 2016. 2016. 2016. And I think that spring too, I met you and Jacob at UTK because I was like, hey, what was that? Because you were going to like, uh, where'd you guys go for your no, summer? No, I think it was in the fall. It was in the fall. Yeah, it was in the Mex- fall. We were going to, uh, 
Oh, uh, Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Yeah, so yeah, they got a drink called Mama Water there. Yeah, there you go. Really <laughs> so, so with with the whole Southwestern thing, Joe had been going on some cool trips, and as I was looking for stuff, I, you know, I asked him because I knew it was a sales thing. I was like, I'm an engineer, but I asked him anyways because I just want to figure out what it was, you know, if 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 I'd be into stuff like that. So, so I, I learned about the Southwestern thing at first, and I wasn't sure if I, how it applied to engineering kind of thing. Um, so, anyways, did this this thing called Roper in the spring. It was good. I mean, I learned some stuff. Most engineering internships and co-ops, there's just a lot of logistics in Excel and AutoCAD, you know, at first, you know. So it was good. Now that spring, you know, obviously I'm trying to figure out, there was an option to do Roper again in the summertime. And there was an option to do something like Southwestern. And I, I think I even had a couple other options, you know, from that fall that were like summer things too. So I was trying to figure out what I want to do for, for the summertime. And I was like, well, I could stay here at Roper. I could do something else. I could do Southwestern. Now, it's hard to tell now, guys, but like before I did the summer in Southwestern, which, okay, spoiler, um, I used to have a really bad stutter. So one of the reasons I wasn't 100% in Southwestern was I wasn't sure how to apply to my major, but I also wasn't sure if I'd be that great at it, you know, because I had, you know, speaking problems or whatever. So I think from the Roper experience, I think I made... Fourteen, sixteen thousand dollars at Roper that spring, mm. which is good. This is <laughs> great. That's good money. That is good. good money. And I could have made a guaranteed sixteen thousand dollars staying at Roper in the summer, or even a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. But you know, it wasn't that adventurous. Yeah, you wanted to. Why? Why didn't you stay? So because that's I did. sixteen thousand, right? Yeah, guaranteed. Absolutely. So why would you not just take the take the free money? Take the money and run. Yeah. So the reason, there's a couple reasons, but one of the reasons is I kind of thought it was boring. I mean, you're kind of like in a cubicle. There were some other interns my age and stuff too, but I was always trying to go do fun stuff with them, go soccer, go, you know, go hiking and no one ever wanted to do stuff. Everyone's really into video games and D&D or something like that. Those like, are <laughs> <laughs> cool things. So what was their mentality like, the people that were working there with you? Oh, just go to work, go home. That was the mentality. Hmm. Um, yeah. That there used to be this fundraiser thing that we used to do where you could buy you know books from college students called a book buyback kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think one week I did my co-op and I did that on top of it. So I literally worked like 80 hours that week and doubled any other intern at the, the place, which is pretty sick actually. So with, with that and doing my, my co-op. Yeah. So I left because I thought it was boring. Um, I was in cubicles. I was inside the whole time. It wasn't very competitive. I like sports. Um, actually, like a couple of my mentors, like they were really smart, really cool. But I just felt there was more adventurous things to be doing. And then I had the starter thing, and I was like, all right, maybe it's time. Because I think years ago, I'd, I'd written down that I wanted to be a good speaker. I was like, hey, this the Southwestern thing might be cool. So throughout that spring, going to the Southwestern, I was like, I think I'm going to do the Southwestern thing. I'm not really sure how this is going to help me be a great engineer. But it sounds adventurous. It's out of my comfort zone. I, and I, I think it'd be cool to be really good at this because I liked the people Joe was hanging out with, you know, like Jacob Green and Danny and stuff like that. So, so it's like, I, I like that kind of people. So you're, you're looking at the internship, right? So if you're, if you're new to like looking at what you're going to spend your time doing for money, it's the culture that matters a lot, right? It's, it's people it's you're around. Yeah. You know, who, who are you becoming in the process? Are you becoming more of a person who, you know, is on video games, avoids real life interaction versus going out there and talking to a bunch of people like, you know, and then, and what's the mindsets that you're kind of learning is really important when you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. Yeah. 
So, so everyone that was that Joe's hanging around was like adventurous, go getter kind of thing. And I was like, these people seem cool, and I, I like this group, and I like to go crush this. Because in the summer, whether it's w like what we did in college, which was Southwestern, but just sales in general, it's just like it's a sport, and you get better at the sport, and that mm -hmm. was exciting, attractive, and all that kind of stuff. Really, in the summer too, you know, if an average student has thirty thousand dollars of debt, you know, at a at a public uni university for four years. If you do any, most jobs, even if you made $10 an hour and you worked 40 hour weeks all summer for four summers, that's still only making like nineteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in four summers. You'll right? always, you'll no matter so, what, be debt, have debt so, and graduate. Yeah, so, so you, you want to even factoring in how much you spend on the like <clears throat> food and gas and mm. the stuff people waste on, uh, I'll say it, alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah, you know so, what I'm talking about. <laughs> so if you do want to graduate debt free, sales is a good option, whether it's Southwestern or something else. Yeah. Because it's commission based, you just make as much money as you want and it's as hard as you work. So it's like, how committed are you to not have debt when you are going to graduate college? Remember, being at your mom and dad's with a lot of debts, no fun. It just delays everything else you want to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a great goal to just get rid of that. Yeah, stuff. Imagine trying to have a serious girlfriend. Yeah. And always introducing to, <laughs> to them to your parents every single time they come over. That, that's <laughs> what it means to live at home when you're post 22 years old. Okay? Yeah. That's like, that is, that's awful. That yeah. <laughs> also, making the, also making the decision is do I buy a ring or try to pay my loan? You know, it's yeah. just like, oh, you just want to get rid of that, right? Yeah, that's no fun. So, especially when you're the dude. So, oh, yeah. Um, anyways, where was I at? Yes. So, I did the summer. Um, and it was awesome. Like, we had a great time. It was super freaking hard. Hardest I've ever worked before in my life. I think I was, like, of, of all the first year kids, statistically, I think I worked harder than everyone else that summer. It was, it was like, it was tough. Yeah. You know? So and, work it, but, I but, but I had fun. I grew a lot. Like the people, like my mentors, massive adventure. Um, came back. I made about ten thousand dollars in the summer. So between that spring and that summer, I came home after those two events. Of I made twenty five thousand dollars in total. Right. So so before that, it was hard to find anything. After spring, after summer, came back twenty five grand. You know, two two big things on my resume. All this other stuff. Mm. Feeling pretty good. I also didn't have a stutter anymore. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. That's so huge. that's massive. So it's so important to go attack your weaknesses when you're young, because this whole thing with the stutter, it's like you know, back in high school, like reading, like you guys know, when you're popping uh, in English class, you're, mm -hmm. you're you're like reading a passage or something. Mm -hmm. I was a kid that was like, don't pick me, you know, yeah, miserable. You don't want that. So you have to attack that. And the greatest thing ever is like when you've attacked a weakness, you've overcome it. It's not a big deal anymore. And it's gone. Your life changes. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. You don't make decisions on your weakness anymore. You make des decisions on what you actually want versus the things you're scared to do kind of thing, which is really important too. So Absolutely. Nice. Um, and that, that goes, you should watch, if you haven't seen the episode of me and Nick talking about like setting goals mm. and, and to uh, set them based on your future, you know, strengths and your future, you know, your willingness to learn instead of, uh, you know, your past failures, you know, that, that would be a great episode that yeah. literally goes really in depth on what Josh just talked about. Because that's a huge point is that, you know, he's... He went through something that he thought was like holding him back, which it was obviously, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna crush this." And now it just now it's like a strength. It's it's a positive thing in his life, right? So that's what happens when you face fear, which I think is really huge. Yep. Two goals of that summer was one to try to beat your first summer, and then just get rid of the stutter thing, and and just do above average. Which, which did you beat my first summer? 
No, it's close. <laughs> now I have the stutter joke, but I also had a torn ACL that summer. Uh, too, torn so. ACL. Oh, okay. Right. Also, my car broke down, and yada yada yada. Whatever he says, uh, um, I, I did beat him though. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'll be both of them. Back, that's what you did. Back in that first summer. Great first summer. <laughs> How was that second one? Hey, back to Josh. <laughs> um, but yes. I think the average kid that summer made about 8,000, right? So I went from 16 to the average of eight. So I made right. 10, which which was good and stuff. So, But the start thing was was way better than the 10,000, you know? Mm. So anyways, came back to college, super excited, awesome experience in the spring and in, in the summer, tons of friends. I won this cool Mexico trip and stuff. So I had all these other trips planned. I was felt, like, felt invincible. I'm the man. Yeah. That, that whole fall, I dropped the RA thing. Wait, was I an RA that for that fall? Mm-mm. I forget it. I was, or wasn't, I don't remember anymore. But that whole fall, I think all the other internships, or sorry, all the other clubs and stuff I had, I th- did I continue that fall or was it mostly soccer stuff? I don't know, while you're thinking, I just wanna, I wanna highlight another thing that you've basically been talking about. So, you know, most people like when they, when they think about doing hard things that most people don't do, they usually find, try to find all the reasons why you shouldn't, right? And one of the things that about this like story that you're going through, um, that is that is normally called what we call the hero's journey. Um, from you know, there's a this schematic. To that. Yeah, there's fun. a schematic here. It's right? a it's archetypal. Funny. It's an archetypal, archetypal thing, right? And um, there's moments of feeling invincible, right? After doing hard things, mm. right? That's what most people don't realize. It's like doing something like Southwestern on straight commission in a place you don't know with people you just met, right? All that kind of stuff with zero leads. If you can overcome something like that. It's you. You not only feel invincible, but when you tell somebody about that, every time I tell someone I used to work eighty hours a week selling books door to door, their eyes go like literally this. They're like, "What? What?" Yeah. And they're immediately interested, right? They never ask me what my degree in college is. Do they never stuff? ever have asked me what clubs I were in, was in in college? They always are like, "Wow, I would never." And they say something like that, and I they, could never do that. I would never do that, right? And and that's a mentality of uh, of belief barriers. I could never do that. And they're saying about that themselves, no matter what age they are. Like what you have to realize is like what Josh's story is talking about, where you're breaking through that for maybe the first time ever in your life. Because again, most people don't ever break through it, right? They don't have this moment of, I'm invincible. I can I can actually put my mind to almost anything, you know, right? And, and I can go crush that, right? So I think that's a big deal, you know? Not a lot of things I feel like give you that feeling. Um, I think that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I could go on a rant of thousands of stories, even from the first summer yeah. you know, or, or six summers of doing Southwestern and, and, and just doing that. Well, thing. give us one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a good oh, no. one. A good one. Yeah, give us a good one. A really good one? Yeah. yeah keep it peaceful. Um, from my first summer, I think my first, so there's all this training, and then my first week, Usually, so it does not matter how much you sell your first week. It's all about building habits. There's kids that go crush it. There's there's kids that have a slower start. I was one of the slower start kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, worked really hard. I I did my best. It just wasn't clicking. You know, awkward engineering student with a stutter. You know, so it just it just took time to get out of my comfort zone, just be myself. You know, and I think it took me four or five days to have my first sale. So I zeroed for three, four or five days. And then my first sale I ever made was like at 12 o'clock on Saturday with Katie Ramirez in Weatherford, Oklahoma. <laughs> and she was a referral from a neighbor, you know, so you remember it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so I did not do well my first week. Um, I probably made like 200 bucks or something from working 75 hours like my first week of the summer. Mm. 
And the reason I did well in my first summer is I trust my mentors. They're like, it doesn't matter, just keep working, it'll all be good. Just just keep following the process and just just keep being coachable. So I did, like Joe done this before, I knew I could do it. And my second week- $2.67 an hour, your first summer. Yeah, it's $2.60 an hour. That's indentured servitude so, right there. <laughs> Sweatshop, even though, even though I trusted everyone, I was still frustrated. I was like, man, there's something wrong with me or what am I doing wrong, you know? Hmm. But I was like, all right, let's just give us some time. It's all cool. I, I just made 16 grand, so I wasn't, you know, in the spring, so I wasn't worried that much, mm. you know. Um, the next week, we, we just simplified stuff on that Sunday meeting, and we just made stuff a lot simpler with, like, what you're seeing, you, you know, your sales talk, your sales conversation. You're saying an engineer was overthinking it, huh? That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and then the coaching that week, or that weekend, was just to be myself. So the whole next week, I was just focused on you know, just being myself and just being simpler with what I'm saying. And I went from, in our group, I went from being the the first year in last place to the number one first year in our group, which was good. And so my second week I made like, um, like $1,200 or $1,300 the second week. Sure. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. And I think one of the days I made like 700 or $800 like that Saturday or that Friday. So that's exciting. So. So I realized I could do it and that felt really good. And then I just kind of continued that process throughout the whole summer, you know? So so even though I wasn't good at first, worked at it, like that's the big picture. You can get good at anything. Why not me versus, oh, I can't, you know? Um, and just, just changing that mentality and just working through that process. That second week, I did better than kids that did not have stutters, weren't that awkward, right? Um, just by working hard, right? So it was nothing to do with me, it's just all, all in your head, right? So, so crazy growth throughout your first summer you know, and obviously you're now at summer seven. So like, why do you continue on doing what you're doing? Why have you done six summers? You know, what else, what was maybe one or two things you've learned, but like, why do you do what you do? Why do you work with students? Why do you lead the internship at, at Tennessee now? Yeah, I think it's powerful. I mean, I think at a young age, when you're 18 to 22, you are at the point in your life where you're kind of like a little bit more on your own and you're making massive decisions. And I think it's awesome that basically what I do in my job you know, with working and mentoring students, recruiting and, and leading them the summer is, is training other people how to train themselves to face fears and conquer stuff, you know? Because if you conquer that kind of stuff at a young age, it will be probably the most important thing you ever do is, is when you're making big life decisions is to not make those decisions on really stupid stuff, you know, that is worthless to you and to everyone else around you. That's not even probably true, it's just in your head. So it's getting, it's getting rid of like self-doubt, you know, um, conquering the fear, um, trusting yourself more. Um, all that stuff is massive, you know, when you're going through college and going out of college. It's also great to make great friends. Like some of my best friends are in Southwestern. And so what, what I want for students to work with, that work with me is to make amazing friends in the summer, go on a cool adventure, make a ton of money, improve themselves a lot, but also to be the kind of people that can teach that kind of stuff to other people, which, which is really great. And I, I want people to graduate debt free. You know, I want people to learn to maximize, you know, what they do with their time where it's not wasted. It's not coming down to laziness or un, unproductive stuff that won't help them, whether it's financially, you know, relationally in their career. And just, just so that they're set up for like a really great future where they can actually impact people and not have all these, these things that are bringing them down a little bit. So. So Josh, you said uh, you want to help people graduate debt free. What's some like things you think people do in common to like, they think there is good for them to graduate debt free, but what could they actually do? Well, one is I think people don't know the impact of their actual loans and how big that's going to be when they do graduate. Yes. So when I graduated college, I think I had, okay. So even though I'd made the money, 
I still had fourteen thousand dollars of student loans, mm-hmm. but I had more money than that in my bank account. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated college, I could have just paid all that loan and been totally fine. Instead, I hung on to the money for a little bit because I wanted some extra money just for buffer. So I was, I was still paying monthly on my loans, right? And then the craziest thing happened after a year is the COVID thing hit, <laughs> which was yeah. the wackiest thing in the world. Now, what happened when COVID hit, right, is that the government put a pause on interest on your loans, right? So what's happening is, is my loan wasn't getting bigger anymore. And inflation was going up like crazy. Like right now, I think inflation's like, I haven't looked in a, in a little while, but like when I looked before, it was like 7% inflation, which is really freaking high. Yeah. So over the last two or three years, uh, your student loans have not been growing and money's worth less. So if it's a set amount of money that's not growing and becoming worth less, why would I pay it off now? I'm just gonna wait until I have to pay it because mm-hmm. the longer I wait, the smaller it gets. You recommend that for everybody? Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so understanding inflation, interest, all that stuff, really important. Because now the money I bought as a loan is cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I think I think loans got extended to like July or June or something, 30th this year. So I'm not gonna pay anything on my loan. I still have $14,000 of debt. I have a lot more money than that now. Mm-hmm. And whenever I have to pay it and the interest starts back on the loans, I'll just wipe it away. But because I didn't pay it, I now have extra money to buy a house. I just bought a house a month and a half ago mm-hmm. or something like that, two months ago, right? Why would I pay back a loan that's not growing that I don't have to pay back? It's actually becoming less versus buy an asset that's gonna appreciate, right? So right. Again. The loan's not gonna give me anything, it's just gonna take away. I just wanna take away less later. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, a lot of big words there, like inflation, and uh, if you're about to click away, stop. <laughs> but uh, essentially, you know, in, in uh, layman's terms, if, if you have a loan and the inflation is really high, which is, is this word that you'll hear thrown around is seven or eight percent, like it's been or whatever, um, money, the value of a dollar is decreasing. So if you have a set amount of, let's say, ten thousand, it's seven. It's worth seven percent less in a year from now if it's inflating at seven percent. Mm. Does that make sense? So now it's worth like, you know, whatever the difference is. It's really worth like nine thousand something. But yes. because there's more dollars, it's easier to pay when there's more dollars in general in the system. If that makes sense. So I have to learn about money. So, so what do you think is the biggest thing people could do like this summer, this year to graduate different? Um, well, one thing that students waste time in that I think was the question before too, um, is what most students in college do that is unproductive with graduating with debt is really stuff like social media. It's always been Instagram, you know, all the little shorts, TikTok, biggest time waster in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Dopamine, pop, 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 all day long, zero productivity, same person after five hours of TikTok. Right, nothing changes. You might be dumber. (laughs) (laughs) You might even be dumber, (laughs) which is not good either, right? You haven't thought in about five hours. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I realized when when I came back after my first summer, as as a second year student, you're allowed to recruit your own sales team, right, and lead them and train them. So I had all these clubs that I was in. I was even in soccer, but when I came back from college after my first summer, I dropped all that stuff. I dropped the mechanical engineering thing. I, I had surgery in my ACL, so I couldn't even do soccer. And I dropped, I was in one or two other clubs, I dropped the RA thing. Because through like learning to recruit and like lead a sales team like in, in that fall and that spring, that was more productive use of my time. 
So by doing that, I end up making more money the next summer through my personal sales, but also th through like bonuses of helping to lead other people to make a lot of money um, in the summer, like just leading the sales team, that's how that works. Um, so I dropped this because because the mechanical engineering thing, engineering thing wasn't gonna make me money. You know, even being on, on this, the soccer club team, even though it was awesome, wasn't gonna make me money. And the goal was to graduate debt free. So I was like, well, how can I spend time making money, right? Now, when I was recruiting, you know, I was meeting up with students, explaining the program, seeing if they're interested, and then teach them how to do stuff and preparing them. I was still doing classes as an engineer, as a senior. Classes were hard. But what I realized when I was a senior, I'd, I'd done the summer, I'd done my engineering co-op. What I realized is that employers don't really care that much about your freaking classes. Mm. They don't care. They definitely don't care if you make an A versus a B. What employers realize is that anyone that does graduate college, even if you did tons of experience, really, you only have like this much experience. And a lot of it's going to be on-the-job training. So my senior year, instead of instead of being a die-hard 4.0, I have to get everything right all the time, which is going to take a lot of time, mm -hmm. I just didn't do that. And w what happens with your studies is there's a diminishing return on your studies at some point, right? So basically what you're saying in a nice way is that <laughs> summer classes are a complete waste of time. Yes. So <laughs> summer classes are a complete waste of time. <laughs> classes in general are all you need to do is graduate and if you're good at school and wanna get A's and it doesn't take all of your time to do that, that's totally fine. But there's so many ways that you could be spending time better, right? Whether it's networking or, um, I know like being addicted to TikTok and social media is dumb, but if you're good at social media where you can create some content that people actually wanna follow, there's a ton of money in that. So you could be doing that instead of watching, just create. Right, you can if you love social media and that's your thing, right? Because you're in Gen Z, right? And this is like what you've grown up with, which is really normal. Create the content, get yourself out yes. there. It feels awkward, it's weird, you know. But if you can create something that's actually beneficial, educational, or entertaining, you know, people will want to watch that, you know. Um, and you can you can graduate with enough followers to actually monetize it. Um, and if you're ever interested in that, just like um, shoot me an email or you know comment, and we can talk about how to do that and how yeah. that kind of works. But absolutely, because because the whole point, like imagine at an interview, you know, sir, I got a B, but I started a six-figure social media business. And they don't care. You get hired. No one's <laughs> asking about your grades no one cares. in college. Nobody, nobody cares. And in fact, the people who will hire you one day probably didn't get that great of grades. <laughs> like nine out of 10, they don't want to talk about it themselves. Because they're successful, right? They don't so. care, right? You know, And then there's all these people who don't even go to college, right? And so if you're in college and you decided to do it and you've got these, you know, uh, all this debt and stuff like that, I highly encourage you to go do something like selling books with Josh because what you'll learn from somebody like Josh is how to be smarter with your time and not waste it all. I mean, I, I remember being in college and having five clubs and all this stuff I would do and I would be so busy all the time and uh, like you say, none of it really made me money, right? And well, selling books, I went and made 11, and the next year I, I quadrupled that, you know, in a summer. You can graduate debt free that way, right? You could, there, there's anyone who doesn't graduate debt free most of the time, right? It's because of an allocation of how your time management's working. You're not spending time in ways that are smart, you've given up. Right? Don't go to college expecting to have debt when you graduate. Go into college with the open mindedness to figure out how to graduate debt free and make college work for you. That's Absolutely. kind of the idea that I feel like I've been hearing from you the whole time. And Southwestern is one of the best ways to do it. And Nick, you can tell them too in a second of just why how great it is. But like, you will learn more in the summer selling books than, than you will in four years of college, no matter what what the degree is. Yeah, kind of my first. Um I didn't find Southwestern until it was like senior year of college. 
so those summers before that, I was, I guess, being a loser and doing landscaping. <laughs> Josh said, but uh, you're not a loser. No, it's, <laughs> right, right? You just cool. had the you had a knowledge gap and you didn't hear about it earlier. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why we do this, right? Just finding stuff. I, I hope that if you're a freshman listening to this or a senior in high school, that you will. The whole point of this, guys, is to make sure that you avoid the pain that these Jedi are talking about. I heard about it freshman year, so I was lucky. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, if uh, I had known, then it definitely would have been another uh, another route taken. I would have got on it sooner. But um, doing it was just such an eye opener to one, just how life works, how sales and how much money can be made, you know, kind of working for myself, how much I can accomplish on my own as far as kind of like having an internship, learning sales, communicating, like all the skills that I had, but I didn't know I had. Right. And then just really like the, the social aspect of it, the financial aspect of it, the um, just having something on your resume, like you said. Absolutely. It's just crazy experience that, you know, indefinitely pays off and just keeps paying off. Gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. 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 Five stars would recommend to a friend the Southwestern internship. Um, and if you're into that, we've got a we'll have a link in the description for you to be able to reach out to Josh and and, and come, go learn about it if you're into that sort of thing. Um, you can always email us too and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're all about helping people get the best opportunities we possibly can. Um, you know, and again, I, I think that's a great option. There's definitely plenty of other options and plenty of things to do. And um, whatever you do, don't take summer classes <laughs> because it, they're more expensive and they're- It's actually negative. You know, yeah, they're super <laughs> negative. You know, you're inside all, all day in the summer when it's warm and nice out and uh, you're doing school from essentially 11 months in a row, except for the, you know, Christmas break or whatever it is and it's just like no one's going to ask you they're never going to sit down in an interview and say hey Josh what did you do for your summer classes back in 2017 never a question you'll never hear it you'll never see it it doesn't matter what matters is doing that skills the character to develop yourself and getting the network because people who do Southwestern are incredibly successful people the rest of their lives So click that, check it out. If you're not following us on Instagram yet, go ahead and follow us. Um, Those are links are in the description, but it's at the Knowledge Gap podcast um, going forward. And uh, if you're ever interested in learning how to make a podcast, I'm doing consulting on that now. So, you know, just reach out and uh, I can help you get started because it's pretty fun and awesome. And uh, since I've been doing this, it's, it's, it's just joyful. I don't know. I love it. So we appreciate you guys. Hopefully this was helpful and we'll see you on the next one.